Welcome to Taco American. In this episode of Taco American, we're going to be uh, basically talking about a couple of things that are coming up. Um, this movie that's coming out right now, uh, what's it? Uh, the Tom Cruise movie? Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. I happen to be on Hulu Plus, about to watch my one of my shows, uh, specifically Misfits. Um, they're on that last season of Misfits right now, season five. I was happening to go through stuff, and I was like, you know what? Let me check out the trailers that's coming up soon. And the one I saw uh, was Tom Cruise. I'm not really a big Tom Cruise fan, but it kind of reminds me. He makes pretty good movies. It, well, like, I didn't see Oblivion and some of the newer stuff that he's been in. Um, but I saw this, and I was like, eh, let me check this out. And it was um, a sci-fi movie. I think it's coming out June 6, 2014. Yeah. Basically, it's um, uh, a bunch of humans, Tom Cruise being one of the Marines, that's dropping in. Are there Marines? Because I, I could looking at I only saw one trailer. And watching that, I, I couldn't figure out if they were the actual Marine Corps, because I didn't see any insignias. But, you know, I just watched it one time. But I couldn't figure out if they were the Marine Corps, if they were just rebels, or if they were just... All of humanity, or what's just left of humanity? I think it's what things. I think it's what's left of humanity, and this may not be um, Marines. Um, I might be mixing it up with another movie that's about to come out. I believe they're making a remake of uh, Godzilla, and yeah, I, I watched that. A of Godzilla. I saw that, and I saw Edge of uh, Tomorrow. But Edge of Tomorrow has Tom Cruise, and it's, it looks like he's like flashing back into like um, he goes in he goes in and he gets destroyed by these uh, aliens that, are, that the humans are fighting yeah and then he wakes up and he's right back in the beginning of what he was uh, when he started going through all the different training and stuff yeah, to get that to that point it, it looked like it, it, I couldn't really distinguish if it was a flashback or if it was a flashback that just wasn't that long or if he was just having like a kind of butterfly effect where he yeah. go through something and warps right back to the beginning back of it to the very beginning of it and basically, the reason why we're even bringing this up is because in the movie, there are they wear exoskeletons or exosuits, which yeah. is a suit that um, enhances the body uh, itself, where, um, you know, you're strong normally, but if you wear the exosuit, it makes you stronger. It makes you run faster with the help of these um, suits. Um, you saw it in Elysium with um, Matt Damon. Um, it's funny that, you know, I saw this trailer because when we, when I was taking my brother to work, um, 1010 wins, well, the news itself was talking about, uh, exo, um, not exo, um, what is it? Power arm, power arm. They're talking about the power arm. I don't don't know if they are actually calling it power arm. I'm just calling it the power. arm. Yeah. But I, I tried to, uh, I tried to look it up and I believe they had, they were talking about the uh, power arm and use for, um, paraplegics. One thing that kind of stood out with me when they were talking about it, the power arm and the use of paraplegics and, you know, helping them out in that aspect, I actually heard one of the reporters say that the power arm weighs about 18 pounds. Yeah. It's I'm like, pounds. how is that helping? You're putting about 20 pounds on somebody's arm. Yeah, but if they can't lift anything anyway, so what's the difference, really? Yeah, but if you have that power arm on and your legs are just... A regular person's legs. I mean, a person who doesn't spend every day in the gym wouldn't, you know, be exactly able to handle extra twenty pounds on their body. Yeah, I guess that's true. But uh, the fact that we saw this in this movie and we saw it in um, Elysium, 
it um it got the whole ball rolling for the whole exosuit exoskeleton thing and i went online and i googled it real quick and you have uh, a company called exobionics that's using their technology to help um really help veterans who've lost um use lost of certain limbs. limbs yeah or use of limbs or i i think it's more the use of a limb and they wear these things and it, with um what are those things called? Um, braces? Not braces. Um, they help hold them up with their arms. I'll just call it a brace. Yeah, it's it's like a, a That's brace. That's really what it is. And um, with walkers, they can walk with these exoskeleton uh, or exobionics, as this company calls it. Right. And when they say exo, they're E-K-S-O, not E-X-O, which is yeah. what a lot of people um, use uh, spell it as. Um, an exoskeleton that they use to, you know, help these um, people who have used, lost use of their arms, uh, help them you walk and use their arms again, just like right. the power arm does the same thing. Right. Um, I think this is yet this past. Uh, we live in New York area, and this past New York marathon, they had a guy using a paraplegic or someone using a uh, exoskeleton to run. Or actually, as I would say, walk. The, oh, yeah? Um, yeah, they had him walking the um, New York Marathon. Um, okay. But it's funny because I'm watching this and I'm listening to them making a power arm and all these other things. And it got me thinking about um, 1993, September 11th, 1993. Aside yeah. from September 11th, 2001, that a lot of people are familiar with. Right. September 11th, 2000, um, 1993 had a TV show that you and I remember um, debut. It originally aired at that time. Exo Squad? Exo Squad <laughs> came out at, at originally that squad uh, that time. And Exo Squad had a lot of things that if you watch, remember the cartoon, it had a lot of things that we're talking about currently today. One being, of course, the exoskeletons, the exosuits that they were using in that TV show. The TV show revolved around Terrans who were humans and they made um they made their uh they made an artificial um intelligent life form to do their work which were the neo sapiens yep and the neo sapiens decided they wanted to become their own you know flag their own people and there was a fight between the terrans as in the humans and the neo sapiens but they had exosuits that they used, that they got into, to and fight they used them. to fight each other and do other, you know, menial stuff. Yeah, because um, the Neo Sapiens weren't they about eight or nine feet tall? And I don't just think they were nine, strong. I don't think they were eight or nine feet tall. I think they were more or less like six, like seven feet tall, seven to eight feet tall. Yeah, well, a lot bigger than yeah, the they regular Terrans were. They weren't significantly larger, but they were at least two, one to two feet taller than your average person and you yeah. figure in 93 your average person you know was probably like 510 somewhere 59 510 at that time right so you know it was a, a significantly um a significant thing you saw yeah. in regards to the show but they had two technologies in that show that we're just now utilizing now one being the exosuits themselves and two being if you thought about how they interact with the exosuits they had a little um, uplink yeah. behind their neck. It would actually connect to them. They would connect, connect to them. And we're just now getting into that those two technologies today. 
one being the exosuits that you see right now and the other being um uplinks into the head um or the back of the neck and specifically you know, the brain correct me if i'm wrong but weren't the neo weren't the neo sapiens made from dead bodies they might have been yeah just like frankenstein in yeah. frankenstein the uh, old sci-fi movies um, he used cadavers yeah, they to were bring back, yeah, yeah, reanimate through electricity. Another show, another movie that, you know, of course we mentioned Elysium that has it. Matt Damon has the um, robotics built onto his um, person. Yeah, and it's actually like screwed and bolted yeah. onto him. Another thing that had that too was um, aliens had an exosuit, had an exo um, skeleton or exosuit, you could say, that helped then pick up objects, yeah, heavy the objects. yellow crane, and <laughs> eventually, um, like you referred to it as when we were talking before the show, you referred to it as uh, what the power crane, the the yellow crane, the yellow crane, and yeah. it's funny because they use that um, apparatus or that built that machine to fight the aliens in, I believe, Aliens Two. It was in Aliens yeah. Two itself. And you saw them run across with the uh, crane or the exosuit, run across the bridge and all the other stuff in Aliens too. Uh But um, it's funny that we see all this, and it's just now, like, I'm driving in a car, and I'm just now hearing them talk about doing the um, exoskeleton thing and then the uplink directly into the spinal tap or the brain itself interacting with especially people who've lost you know all this technology is primarily for people who've lost limbs right at the end of the day the uplink is for people who um lost limbs so they can now use they can now you know function you know like they used to function before or people who are handicapped who have lost either lost use of their legs or never had it to begin with you know for them to I don't want to say feel like a regular person, but that's basically, especially for someone who lost their well, just use to, to their have legs, that mobility again, to have the mobility again, to help to be more self-sufficient again. So it's all well and good. I, I hope the stuff works out great for um, people. Um, at the end of the day, you know, it, it's just bringing us back to, you know, like our parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom, our mom is more or less in the end of the baby boomers. But, you know, they still screaming left and right for that flying car that they were sort of promised when they were growing up. Yeah, back in the year 2000. And, you know, they're just now getting to that technology also. So, you know, it always takes some time for technologies, new technologies to come into effect and things of that nature. You know, what? It, 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 just just thinking about the whole exosuit thing and how they're really pushing and getting into it now. Yeah. Every time I keep, I see things on the news hear it on the radio or if I check something on the internet about new exosuits here and there, arms, legs, and yeah. what have you, I keep thinking to myself, wow, we're one step closer to Spartan armor. Yeah. 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 We've had, actually, you've had a couple of uh, body armor things come up um, recently. And especially, of course, anytime when you come out with new technology, it's always a military application yeah. first. Anything we talk about, cell phones, was a military application that they brought to the private The sector. internet. The internet, military prop- application that they brought into the um, private sector. So anything that we have technology-based now usually was in the military first, and then we eventually got it. Like, I believe the new broadband, um, the new wireless um, networking that we have now, you know, you have A, B, 
A, B, G, N, and now you have A, C. A, C, and N were both military applications first. Yeah. And then they brought it to the private sector. So that meant the military is now no longer using N or AC. They're using something else. And whatever they stop using, we start using over um, as a new technology. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you know, every, every, you know, as long as it works out well in the military, eventually we'll end up getting it. But uh, like I said, we're going to go into that first song. That first song being on um, uh, an anime I plan on talking about today. And that anime being Beyond the Boundary is their ending song. It's called Daisy from Stereo Drive Foundation. Uh, Their single came out, uh, I believe it came out November 27th of this year. So I think it's a very good song. I've listened, I've been listening to it recently on the, um, in my car even. So uh, most people know I listen to a lot of anime or not anime music or just straight up Japanese pop alternative rock music in my car all the time so this is one of the songs i'm listening to currently like i said daisy stereo drive foundation So that was Daisy Stereo Drive Foundation. It's the ending theme song to um, Beyond the Boundary. Uh, so like I said, we're going to talk about Beyond the Boundary. I've been watching Beyond the Boundary on uh, Crunchyroll probably for the last three months. It, and I happened to stumble upon it, really. It wasn't even well, It wasn't even the last three months. I, I had it saved on my queue on um, Crunchyroll. And I never got around to watching it, but um, I eventually started watching it. But once I started watching it, I watched the when I started when I first started watching it. It had about five episodes, yeah, backlogged onto it, and I kind of pushed it back because I was watching Valrave the Liberator. I was watching um, uh, what else was I watching? I was watching a couple other animes. Some of the ones that like uh, um, Golden Time that I mentioned last week. Well, not last week, but the last episode. And some of the other anim- animes I've been watching. So I kind of put it on a back burner. But when I went and sat down and watched it, yo, that that anime is actually pretty good. I was not, I wasn't necessarily surprised. It was just, it didn't really like, when I looked at it, it didn't really catch my eye really. So I kind of like 
you know, I was you like, kinda, eh, I'll put get it to all it. There and yeah. Whenever I'll get to it, I'll get to it. I'll get to it when I get to it. So, but when I actually started watching it, I was like, oh, this anime is actually pretty good. So the anime, um, basically it takes place in a high school, uh, in Japan, of course, as well. A lot of animes do. And, yeah. <laughs> and Isn't that kind of odd though? A lot of the hit animes yeah, take it, place in like it either, school time. Uh, either high school or early college. It's never like, you know, um, there's a couple of animes like I watched, um, uh, serve it by service that happens with the main characters right after college this their first job or whatever but a lot of the animes are based upon in high school and or just in college or uh, some of them are middle school going into high school and some of them high school going into college but it's always in high school it's never outside of high school or anything like that or people growing up kind of it's yes it's it's almost it's always anything earlier yeah it's always high school so but like i said this one is a, a high school um it's set placed in high school uh by with the main character being Akito Kanabara um his character is technically a is a half human and half yoma now if you're not familiar with if you're not familiar with the term yoma yoma is basically a uh spirit whether it be a demon it's a demon yeah a lot of times it's a demon yeah it's, it's a demon spirit but it also can be like any kind of spirit as in good or bad it's japanese um, it's a demon yeah but a lot of times when they refer to yoma they're referring to t- as a, a demon um he's a half yoma and half demon uh half human and half yoma yeah uh the funny thing about it is his mom is um what they call a a spirit world warrior and his dad, of course, was a Yoma. One of the um, okay. the, the the show itself. When you're watching the show, the name of the show is actually um, it describes a specific type of Yoma. The type of Yoma that don't because most of the Yomas in the um, show, when you're when the spirit warriors are fighting the Yoma, uh-huh. when they defeat the Yoma, a jewel drops out, and they sell those jewels for money. Yoma jewel. Yeah, it, it they sell the um jewels for money. Uh-huh. Um there's other um spirit warriors in the game in the sh- uh game. There is an actual game associated to this show. It but, wouldn't happen to be Jade Empire, would it? No, it would spirit not be. monks. No, it's not. But, but um, his mom is kind of like that. But like I said, Akihiro uh Kanabara is um half human and half yoma as it turns out the yoma side is extremely is an extremely powerful yoma and certain extremely powerful yomas they go beyond what a usual a regular yoma can do where regular yomas take over try to take over a person's spirit body and, and that kind of thing whereas uh beyond the boundary yoma is like he could just bypass they, that whole process. A lot of times they don't even come in a human form. They just, uh, they're like an aura okay. that just comes in. And because uh, what like happens a is or something? there's something that happens in the, in the show. It happens in the middle of the show. And you see the thing, um, another kind of uh, lower class, a high class Yoma, but lower than a beyond a boundary kind of Yoma okay. comes in to the town. And it's like a... a 
pressure. Yeah, it's like a spiritual pressure that comes in that regular people don't feel. Don't even notice. They don't even notice it. Unless they're trained. But a spirit that. warrior or Yoma himself would notice the difference. Because what happened was it came in. The spiritual pressure came in. I'm using... It's the easiest way for me to describe it. Yeah. Using a bleach term. Yeah. Um, because bleach also, like, even though they call their ghosts hollows, they're yeah. technically also yoma also. Because in Japan, they that's the word they use for ghosts for the most part. So... Um, the spiritual pressure comes in and then people who are spirit warriors or Yoma feel it because there's, you know, the show makes it seem like the only way Yoma are in the human world is if they take possession of a person. But in actuality, there's Yoma who are like the place where you get when you get when you're a spirit warrior and you get the jewel. Yeah. You sell the jewel to a Yoma. To a Yoma. Yeah. Okay. So the Yoma tells you how much the jewel is worth and gives you a money value for the jewel that for you just jewel. got. So, you know, um, when the the hollow, I think it's called the, the something hollow comes in, everyone feels it. And the Yoma that are like out there, just randomly out there. Yeah. They feel it also and they start going crazy and they become a lot more aggressive than oh, they so would normally be. When that... I'll, I'll just call it a super hollow. When yeah. he shows up, even regular people can feel it. Not regular people, just regular, like your low-level Yoma feel it. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, the regular people don't notice anything different. Like, they show in one of the show, one of the episodes, the sky is visibly, like, lavender. Your uh -huh. regular person doesn't notice it. To them, it just looks like it's dusk. But to people who have the trained eye and that whole spiritual side of everything yeah they see that the the world the the sky is like a lavender color they can they can, they can obviously see that it's, the there's a difference whereas everybody else doesn't notice every your regular person doesn't notice only the people who are spirit warrior trained um notices it but um um but his mom is out of control though she dresses up like she's a yoma but really? she really is like she wears cat suits and all kinds of random stuff, and she has a tail and um, just like most Japanese, women. she has a tail and like um, cat ears. So one of the Yoma women, the Yoma woman who thought who's the um, appraiser of the Yoma jewels, thought she was the Yoma because they know that one parent's a Yoma and one parent's a human. <laughs> so they, so they see her because what Yoma. happens is there's a card and they throw the card on the table and it's her postcards and then the Yoma puts her hand over it or somebody activates the card and then it's a hologram of her talking to her son. Now when she talks to her son it's so like out of control and he's so embarrassed because she doesn't <laughs> treat she doesn't act like a mother. She does all this other stupid stuff. She um, dresses up in cat suits and all kinds of stuff showing wow. a lot of cleavage and all kinds of other stuff and he's embarrassed as hell and everybody's just like terrified. And then one of the people was like so is she the Yoma? They're like no she's actually a regular person who's a spirit warrior my father is the yoma so but like i said his mother is a spirit warrior um his father is a yoma as it turns out the beyond the boundary spoiler alert is in the main character um the other other character is uh maria kuriyama kuriyama we're just going to call her maria for the time being. yeah she um she actually is a spirit warrior with strawberry blonde hair and she wears glasses the reason why i bring up the glasses part because normally i wouldn't even care 
that's how she can see stuff. No, that's not. No, no, it's not. No, the thing is, the main character has a fetish for girls with spectacles, oh, with glasses. Of course. So every of course. Time, <laughs> so every time when he talks about her, he talks about her in a. He calls her, I believe, a beauty, a spectacled beauty, over and over again. Something along those lines. And wow. there's another character in the show in which he's always trying to give her glasses to wear because he's one of those kind of freaks. So and she's like, I don't wear glasses. <laughs> so she, but she plays around with him. So she puts the glasses on from time to time. She takes them off, that kind of thing. And then she has a brother who um, he's one of those dudes who's only Chan, only Chan being being the fa- the brother of or, a, of know, a little girl. Of you don't yeah, know what an only Chan is. Yeah, and she's. Oh, Onechan. Yeah. She um the Onechan, Onechan, and he's the Onechan. And um he plays the little sister thing and his sister really doesn't like it, but if she wants something from her, she does it. Yeah, <laughs> if she wants something, that's but what she plays along. The whole anime like there's a lot of fighting scenes and the fighting scenes are like awesome. But they uh, uh are they awesome like um Berserk awesome? Yeah. Yeah, the main reason why I say they are like Berserk boss, awesome. And if, if who aren't familiar with Sword of the Berserker, which is an awesome anime onto itself, and an awesome game that came out on Dreamcast. Yep, Sword of Berserker has a lot of blood and gore in it. It's almost Bones, along organs. The lines, yeah, it's almost along the lines of like watching uh, Attack on Titan, but back in the early like late '90s, early 2000s. Um, you know, when you watch something like that, you suddenly have an epiphany. You instantly realize the difference between anime and cartoons. Yeah, which we're also going to go into with uh, a, in a different show. Like I was saying, the bespectacled beauty, also known as uh, Kuriyama, that's her last name, of course. Um, she uh, She's a spirit warrior also. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that came out in regards to her. And uh, she has a rare, actually, it's not even rare. It's on, it's on along the lines of uh, what's, what's, uh, what? From Naruto, Sasuke's family. How Sasuke was the last of his clan. Uchiha, yeah. Yeah, she's the last of her clan. And that her clan is, you know, most of the spirit warriors, they use swords and the, that kind of um, thing to fight the Yoma. She uses she her, uses a tennis racket. No, no. She uses her blood, kind of like um, blood plus. Yeah, she uses her blood. You see her. Um, she cuts her hand, and she holds her hand over, and the blood just pours out, and then it turns. She forms it into a sword, and then she fights the Yoma with her blood. That's the same thing that um, that one of the characters in a movie X. The movie, yeah. it was just X. One of the characters did that. A sword would just form from her body. And you see blood come out, and it would just form. But um, she, her fighting style is actually pretty cool. Uh, her, uh, while she's fighting the Yoma, when she sprays her blood, it kind of dissolves or it um, weakens the Yoma so, she, so that she can fight them even further. So, like I said, this anime is totally awesome. The music in it is actually pretty good. Uh, the score as a whole is pretty good. I recommend this anime wholeheartedly. Recommend this anime. Uh, is there any anime that you're actually watching currently? Well, I'm still watching Magi right now. I'm actually on episode. Magi, Magi. Don't know if I'm saying it right. Okay, 
But no, I actually just finished episode 15. I'm on 16 right now. I didn't watch ah, this yet. You passed? No, I'm on episode 19 still. No, yeah. Well, I'm um, I'm up to the point where um, Alibaba's friend, Kasim, if I'm yeah. saying his name right, he yeah. just turned into that demon. Yeah, I remember that part. I'm right up to that point. Mm-hmm. The, I always thought something was weird about his friend, though. Yeah? From the gate. Yeah, I thought there's something I mean, was weird I could tell him. he was kind of a dick because, you know... A dick will recognize a dick when he sees it. But, yeah, he just, he came off just kind of dick-ish. But I didn't expect him to just turn into a full-out demon at the end of that episode. Yeah, but some of the stuff he was doing was just, like, trilling. It was like, he was, like, extra with his, like, you know, they treat poor people like pieces of, um, pieces of, um, feces and all this other stuff. Well, like, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't really say that he's extra because of what he went through growing up. He, it, you know, a lot of people would turn out like Yeah, but that. Alibaba went through the same stuff. Not really because he ended up going oh, yeah, to live in the palace. Up, yeah, ended up living in the palace. I mean, if Alibaba had lived just like him through the entirety of his childhood, he might have been the same way. I don't think so because they make it seem like Alibaba was a different entity altogether. Like, if you notice, even, well, to when an they, extent. even when they were in that situation where they both were living in poverty, Alibaba still acted different yeah, he was in regards to... A lot more brighter. And well, he was brighter, but when you say brighter, do you mean... Lighter, so, I don't more, mean, like, intelligence-wise. Okay. Like, brighter as in, like, more positive thinking. Yeah. He yeah. was able to see that light a lot more than his friend Kasim could. Yeah, because Kasim was always on some negative stuff on a regular basis. Kind of like Goku so. and Vegeta. Yeah. But up to that point, Kasim just turned into a demon. He's up in the sky just yelling out his battle cry, I guess. And Alibaba had just liberated his home country from mon- from being a monarchy. Now they're a republic. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, that seems like it might work. And then Kasim just decided to storm the gates, which had just been stormed by Alibaba, with his band of, um, like they called them honorable thieves. Yeah, which was a whole which, nother. Yeah, that's just a whole nother something else that didn't really seem necessary. Yeah, just extra for no. Not I don't even want to say extra. It just seemed like it was such something that they wrote into the show that was just like, really? Do I really kind of like kind of like a filler? Yeah, yeah. It's like a filler without having filler episodes. That's really what it was. So yeah, it it, it really was. It really was. It, it got to the point where like there was parts in that in that whole story arc that seemed like they kind of like they stretched it out. Like they, like they were in yeah, the middle of a strike, they, and they were they like, "All really right, well." Stretched out that filler, and and sir, and as you're watching the episodes, it's like they were indecisive as to whether they were going to keep the filler or throw it away because yeah. there were certain points that were crucial to the story that Kasim and his band had just went somewhere else. Yeah, they and they were nowhere to be found. Like what? I'm like, what are they doing? And nobody knows where they are, and nobody's even thinking about them. Then all of a sudden they just pop back up. I'm like, really? Are you serious? And they and they pop up with no explanation as to where they went. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. and no one asked either. No. So I'm like, it's like, uh, all right, school. Okay. <laughs> we were just we're over there making peanut now. butter sandwiches, and now we're back. So yeah, yeah. Know, we had to show, shoot fight. this dice game. So let's finish this. We we're playing now. a little bit of CeeLo, and then are we decided to come really? back. <laughs> I'm like, really? Okay, that's we're not gonna. You're not gonna explain where you've been for the last like four episodes. All right, no problem. 
the show the show is still interesting though because I find out that Alibaba's um, gin isn't actually his, and it was never actually using his power that he was giving to it. No, so going to see if uh, he's going to get another one or what's going on with that. And also now he's in another plane of dimension where he has to either go meet King Solomon or just atti- attain Solomon's knowledge from some well of knowledge somewhere before he You're goes back to his body. Aladdin, yeah. yeah. When you said he wasn't using his power, you were talking about Aladdin because you said Alibaba again. Oh, I did? Oh, no, yeah, no. I meant Aladdin, though. Because you kind of confused me for a second, but I was like, wait a minute, I haven't seen yeah. it in a while, so maybe I'm wrong. Because Aladdin, no, Aladdin. When you uh, said King Solomon, yeah, you're talking yeah. about Aladdin. That was Aladdin. Aladdin, as it turns out, he wasn't using Aladdin's power. He was no, he using wasn't. his own power. Yeah. So, yeah, Which spoiler alert. makes me wonder, where was Aladdin's power going? But Into the flute? I know exactly how that ended, but I don't want to spoil it for you, nor yeah, okay. do I want to yeah, spoil I'm, it I'm for I'm still watching people. it, so... so. But um, let's go on to um, some oh, gaming. Yeah, real quick. Um, I'm watching that, and when I finish that, there's two more animes I'm actually looking forward to uh, checking out. One of them I was uh, saying to you earlier is Fate Zero. Yeah. Which is pretty much the... But you kind of uh, want to put the show on the back burner to watch Fate Zero, though, yeah. I, I, I imagine it's that good yeah. because they got Fate Zero Second and Fate Stay Night and all of these other ones. So I'm like, yeah, this one's got to be a keeper there. And there's also another one called uh, Arcana, Arcana Family, mm-hmm. where it appears to be like a mafia-type family. And I think that they either fight with magic guns and weapons or they're just extremely powerful. So I'm going to check that out also. To uh, change tracks a little bit, because uh, we gotta, we're getting close to that time frame in which we're gonna gonna want to go on in uh, in the show. But uh, let's talk about video games real quick. Okay. Um, are there any new ones that um, you are checking out? Or? No, actually, the funny thing is, um, while we were not doing the show, I purchased or procured. A um, Nintendo Wii oh, wait, U. Wait, 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 wait. You said purchased or procured. Yeah. <laughs> it makes like, it seem like a I purchased it or I just took it. Like, yeah, I just what? took it from somebody's house. <laughs> no, um, I had to confiscate I, that. No, I, 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 uh, I, I purchased this thing, and uh, I got the um, I got the Nintendo Wii U, and I have Pikmin three, uh, Super Mario three D World. And unbeknownst to me, when I bought the console, I didn't know because I bought it online and they shipped it to my house um, that it was a console that came with the Super Mario Brothers U and Super Luigi U um, disc that has, contains both games, plus contains uh. a um, variation of Mario Brothers with just Luigi. Um, so it's kind of like the original Super Mario's cartridge that had Duck Hunt on the same cartridge. Uh, yeah, good job, eighties baby. But don't be, um, don't be jealous. Yeah, okay. I say it as though you're don't, young, don't be jealous. like you're older than me. But um, yeah. So I, I, like I said, I got this Nintendo Wii U, and I literally got it <laughs> almost like a year or so after it's been out. And I was appreh- apprehensive of getting it because I never, I had a Wii. 
And, you know, mom liked the weed. She weed bold and all other crap. Man, that's the best um, time to get a game system. Because then the year everyone else out, yeah. has tested it. Everyone's tested it. Bugs. No, everyone's <laughs> tested it. Plus, it has a, a relatively good, not good, but it has a pretty fleshed out video game library. There's, yeah. you know, a whole bunch of games from different genres and that kind of thing. And almost all of the ga- and almost all of the problems have been fixed. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Uh, so far, I love, um, and I'm not a big Nintendo fanboy by any stretch of the imagination, but I love Super Mario 3D World, especially they have uh, the variation of Cat Mario. Cat Mario is crazy. I refer to the game now just as... sounds silly. I refer to the game now as Cat Mario. I don't even refer to it by its name anymore. That Sometimes even more I silly. have to think about the name of the, the game before I'm I'm quick to just call it Cat Mario. If you look in the back of the box, one of the bullet points on the back of the box is I am Cat not looking Mario. at that box. It has it says nope. Cat Mario on the back of the box. It also says Double Mario too, but who cares about Double Mario? Yeah, nobody wants to say Double Mario. It's Cat Mario Cat is Mario. so much more fun. Cat Mario's out of control. But um I also have Pikmin three and you know, I like Pikmin one from GameCube. I never played Pikmin two. Never got around to that because I never owned, I believe, a GameCube long enough. I believe it only was on GameCube. Uh, we had it for a good amount of time. Yeah, but I didn't have... Uh, we had it for a good amount of time, but I didn't buy any games for it. The only games I got for it was, like, whatever you can get from WiiWare. Yeah, I only had GameCube. I only had, I think, two games. I had I had Fantasy Star. I didn't Star, have GameCube. You had GameCube. And I had Fantasy Star, and I had Mystic Heroes, which was pretty much Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, yeah, except a little more cartoony looking yeah um midgetized looking yeah same game it wasn't a bad game though no gamecube actually gamecube wasn't that bad i had on gamecube i had star um star i had soul Calibur, the one that had the uh, variant of um link yeah yeah i i remember that because there was spawn on xbox there was the dude from tekken and then it was link for nintendo yeah the gamecube so but you know, it, the GameCube had its um, points. I believe Super Smash Brothers was on GameCube yeah. originally. Yeah. Uh, I think Smash Brothers Melee. Yeah, it was on GameCube originally. When the game yeah. first came out, it was on GameCube. Then it came out on Wii, and now it's coming out for the Wii U. Um, same thing with Mario Kart, but I think Mario Kart was on Super Nintendo originally. Yeah, it was. Um, I've heard things in regards to Nintendo. People, you know, there was a little um, rumor mill about Nintendo possibly becoming like Sega, being a software company only. But at the same time, I heard the rumor that Sega's going to come out with a new console. So, but they've been saying that for the last ten years. So, yeah. But for I, Nintendo, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't though, because even the last console they made wasn't a bad console at all. Who Sega? Yeah, eh, it I, wasn't bad. I, I like, I love Dreamcast as much as the next person. But when you compare Dreamcast to the consoles that were out at the time. Spec wise, it was stronger than yeah. those consoles, but those consoles had better games, not better third party support than Dreamcast did. Because think about it, Dreamcast didn't even have EA. No, but Dreamcast did have a lot of games you actually wanted to play. Oh, Dreamcast had games that came out that we still talk about to this day. Yeah. Like, you're not a sports fan by any stretch of the imagination, whereas I'm a big NBA fan. And NBA 2K originated on Dreamcast because on dream, yeah. Dreamcast could not get for the life of them. They could not. Well, it's not for the life of them, really. It's EA did not want to push their 
games on that console, so they just didn't they didn't support it at all. So what Sega did was, hey, visual concepts make sports games, and they came out with NFL. 2K, and they came out NBA 2K. They came out with some other 2K games too, but those were their two major ones. NFL 2K forced EA to sign an exclusive deal with the NFL so that they could stop making that game. And then NBA, NBA pretty much put NBA Live under the table. NBA Live was canceled for two straight years because they couldn't match 2K. Which is funny because now with the new consoles, you can get NBA Live on the new consoles. It still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but you can get it on the new consoles nonetheless. Just had to make sure you understood that. That game sucks. It still sucks. I'm telling you it sucks. Um, LB doesn't count because LB doesn't play sports. But if you go on IGN, IGN rates it at 4.3. Everyone. Everybody sucks. Everybody rates it at 4.3. You would think... If you look up This Sucks in the Dictionary, you'll see that game. You'll see NBA Live. <laughs> but it, 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 it strikes me as odd that you can come out... You can you set your game back and not come out with it for two years. And then when you finally come out, it still sucks. How is that even possible? Why? Well... Because it's EA. And they don't care. Let me, let me give you an example. Duke Nukem Forever. How long did that game? How long did people wait for that game to come out? Literally forever. I know you waited a long time. I didn't wait because I didn't even I didn't care after a while. Now, when the game came out, it was still buggy. You know, it, it, it was it was buggy and everything, and the game wasn't that good. But if this hardcore, same, if, it, but no, if this same game came out six years ago, it would be one of the best games on the planet. Yeah. So what that meant is they made the game six years ago, and then they just sat on it. They worked whatever they had to work out because people kept clamoring for the game. They worked whatever they had to work out. Well, if you look at the graphics for it and pretty much how the overall gameplay and everything is in the game, you could tell that if it came out earlier, it would be be a hit. But since it came out when it did, you know, people were already – used to if not tired of that type of gameplay yeah i guess so and really like you were about to say before only the hardcore duke nukem fans that have been playing it since it was duke nukem for the pc that side-scrolling 2d game would be the only ones that can really enjoy the game yeah that's yeah it was basically it right there yeah so but and that you know we're gonna end it on this but that kind of brings to the point I was reading before the show started I was reading an article from IGN they were talking about the guys from Ubisoft coming out with um why they pushed back uh, Watch Dogs Watch Dogs was pushed back to March again and, no no it's it's been pushed back to March it was supposed to come out around Christmas holiday season it was pushed back to March basically you know Ubisoft has pushed games back before and you know when they push games back, they usually it usually ends up being a very good game. But you know the fact that just because uh, a publisher, well not even a publisher, a developer pushes the game back, like you said with Duke Nukem, it doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna make the game better. I would say more, we've had a pretty good rec- track record recently with games being pushed back and they still being very good, if not better than if they would have came out before. But we the track record hasn't always been that good. No, there have been a lot of games that have been really that got pushed back, and you play the game, and you're like, why did this get pushed back? 
it's still messed up like it was before. This is still bad. It's the yeah. same load of crap with a two in the front. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know exactly what you know. Just because the game's a pushback doesn't mean anything. But um, on that note, we're gonna end the show. Uh, we're gonna have uh, probably another show sometime next week, if not later on this week. You know, as always, you can check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, Stitcher, you know, Stitcher, YouTube, YouTube, all kinds of different things. Uh, we're gonna put some. We're gonna try to put some new content on YouTube, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Uh, also, if you ha- if you get a chance, we um, starting up a. Um, I mentioned it on the last show. Centric Society is a magazine that we're coming out with um, in conjunction with Rhythm Rebel and some of the other guys from there. And C Breezy was one of the guys who's on the show before. C and Breezy, he's the one who's um, headlining. Well, not necessarily even headlining, but it's his. That's his baby right there. And you know, we're here to support um, them. You'll see us um, having you know different things and revolving around that with Rhythm Rebel and that kind of thing. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, we, there's a Facebook page already associated, just like there's a Facebook page associated with us. Our Facebook page being facebook.com slash Taco American. That one is facebook.com slash um, Centric Society. Um, <clears throat> check those things out. Check out um, Rhythm Rebel with Jazz Wonder, J Optics, um, New Money, and DJ Ray. All right, guys. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you listening to us and supporting us as much as you can. I wish all you guys a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And, you know, tune in to listen to us more. We've got a lot more content for you. You should have been more PC about that. Happy holidays. Not everyone does Christmas. They do with my brain. (laughs) All All right, guys. Have a great day.